Hello, everybody. Hope y'all are enjoying the podcast so far. Today, we're going to talk about maintenance and why you may be gaining weight when you are in maintenance. Um, I get this question a lot, and I think that it's worth talking about because, of course, there's nuance, and of course, it depends. So let's just hop right into it. Um, So first of all, you know, again, after having coached over 500 clients one-on-one, Um, I quickly learned pretty early on that it's an important step in the process of tracking your food to understand what maintenance really is, right? And so for those that don't know, your maintenance calories is really what we're referring to when we talk about maintenance. And your maintenance calories are basically where you are generally maintaining your weight. We'll unpack that in a second. Um, And your maintenance is where your biofeedback, like your energy and your hunger levels and your workouts and your recovery and your hormones are feeling pretty good, right? You're, you're in maintenance period. You are not on a diet. You're not in a bulk. You're, you're not in a cut. You're not in a growth phase, whatever you're, you're in maintenance. And generally, you know, maintenance too is more of a range I'd say versus maybe when we're bulking or cutting, we want to be more specific. And so, you know, maybe our, maybe our range is a couple hundred calories, right? So maybe we're maintaining at 2,200 to 2,400 calories each day, you know, give or take, there's just that little bit of of wiggle room, so to speak. And obviously, like if we think about it, maintenance is changing all the time, right? Like this number is fluid. It's not something that necessarily stays the same forever and ever. We go through seasons of life. We have more um, active seasons, right? Where maybe in the summer we're out and about and we're moving all around. Or maybe for those of us that live down South, summer isn't it. Maybe we're out and about more in the winter when it's nicer outside. Um, We're not indoors all day. Or maybe your training program, you know, maybe you do more um, endurance during a certain season of your training and you're out getting, you know, lots of steps and you're out doing long distance biking or mountain biking or whatever that it is. And then other seasons where you're not moving around as much, maybe you got a new job and your job went from being, you know, super active and walking around as like a server to being sedentary at a desk, which quite honestly, I think more than workouts and more than anything else I just listed, your, your daily step count is going to matter the, the very, the very most when it comes to like a needle mover on your maintenance, right? Our non-exercise activity, um, aside from our just basal me- metabolic rate, which is our BMR, um, which is what basically, um, our body burns in energy just existing. Like if we laid on a couch all day just for our heart to beat and our, you know, our lungs to lungs to expand and contract, to breathe and just exist. We all have a basal metabolic metabolic rate, but Neat is our, our, our activity outside of that, how, how much we're moving throughout the day. Again, if we, if we think about the equation of, um, exercise as it relates to a percentage of our day, or even a percentage of our week, four to five hours of exercise per week of dedicated exercise, quote unquote, is, is great. By the way, that's a great, um, good amount of, of, of working out, whether it be strength training or whatever your modality may be. But if we think about, you know, the other 164 hours in a week, you know, those matter quite a lot more. And so that's where, again, like neat and how much we're moving and how active we are um, can impact our maintenance. Now back to basal metabolic rate, that can be impacted too by how big our body is, right? So if we lost some weight, then our our basal metabolic rate is going to go down. The amount of calories we burn just existing will go down because we're in a smaller body. If we're in a bigger body, you know, we're going to burn more energy, right? It's typically why men and males and females, um, generally speaking, 
generally, generally, generally speaking, men, you know, can usually eat a little bit more and burn more calories than women because they're just bigger human beings. It's just, again, speaking very, very generally, I know that there are definitely exceptions to that rule. Um, and I have seen those exceptions myself. Um, but so maintenance is our mate is maintenance. We're feeling good. We are, um, we're, we're eating enough food. We, uh, aren't starving all the time. We're also not stuffing our face and we're in a good spot. You know, how do I find maintenance? Not necessarily going to go deep into that today, but generally speaking for anybody new on their nutrition journey, it's an imperative first step to know what your maintenance is, because if your goal is to go anywhere else, but where you're, where you're at right now, you should know where you're starting from. Uh, I like to use the analogy you are, um, you can't put a, an address in a GPS, can't put a destination in without a starting point, without a starting address. There needs to be like, what's the A and the A to B? And so A is your maintenance. A is, hey, where am I at right now? Because we can do all the online calculators that we want. We can average all of them together and we can plug our numbers in on the like 13 different websites. But at the end of the day, it's not a perfect equation. Human beings and our metabolism and our body composition and how much lean mass versus fat mass versus whatever, all of that stuff goes into this maintenance equation. And it's really hard to just define that by like a single, by a single, um, by a single equation or a single method. The best, best, best way to do it is by tracking your food actually. And by the way, this tracking doesn't mean that we track a couple of days a week and we generally see where we're at, right? I, I heard the term recently intuitive, intuitive, tra- I was intuitively eating at, you know, X amount of calories. And it's like, well, you don't know. You just, you don't know unless we're weighing and measuring our food and inputting every morsel of drink and or food and snack and Costco sample in our mouth. We do not know what our intake is without tracking it. Um, so in order to find maintenance, we're tracking everything. We're like 95% adherent for at least two weeks. I'd say a solid month is your best bet of assessing um, of assessing your maintenance. You can Even if you are not consistent every single day, as far as the same number of calories, average your, your two weeks, take an average of what your day-to-day intake was for that two-week or three-week period and see what you come up with, right? So... Um, you know, looking at those 14 days, where was our average? That's probably a good place for you to say that's where you're starting from. Now, during that couple weeks or three weeks, are we starving? Then that probably isn't maintenance. Um, are we having shitty recovery or is our energy um, garbage? Is our, are our workouts crap? Then we might not be at maintenance, right? So lots of things go into this equation. And the best way for us to find out is to truly track and pay very close attention to our biofeedback and how we're feeling. Now let's get to the crux of this conversation. And that is, um, I'm in my maintenance, but I'm gaining weight conversation. Uh, there's nuance here, of course, but we definitely can see this happen. And I think there's two main reasons why. The first reason is that we're actually not in maintenance. That's maybe the obvious one. Um, But again, not so obvious. This is coming from having coached a lot of people. And I see this where we're putting on weight um, and we're not really sure why. And we are quote unquote in, in our maintenance calories. Well, if we're putting on weight, we may not be in maintenance, right? And that this goes back to the reasons I stated before of 
Maybe your season of life changed. Maybe what you maintained at before is no longer your maintenance now, right? Did we just finish a diet and we bumped our calories all the way back up to old maintenance, but your your old maintenance is no longer your new maintenance because you're in a smaller body? Are we throwing out, out some, are, we, are we using some calorie targets from a coach that we had two years ago? And again, we were in a completely different season of life right? Um, different workout program, different time of life, different, different body. Um, are we using a calculator online? And we just, again, just trusted the number on the, on the internet instead of a number that actually works best for us from our own self-discovery. Um, and so we really don't maintain at the 2,500 calorie mark that it, that it spit out for us. And we're actually closer to 22 or 23. And, and again, so we're, we're, we might just not be in maintenance if we're gaining weight in maintenance, because by definition, maintenance is maintenance. Maintenance is generally keeping our weight like pretty much the same. Um, and again, I'm not going to go into the scale right now and how it can be kind of wonky, but the scale fluctuates. So I'd say, you know, 1% plus or minus on the scale day to day is pretty normal. Like our, our weight will fluctuate. So again, we're looking at overall trends, not like the day to day. What's the scale doing? Oh, it went up three. Oh, it went down three. That's normal. Those are normal things. We're looking at overall trends, much like the stock market. Where's the trend at? Not, not the day to day. Cause God forbid we're looking at the stock market every day. Um, these days in the fall of 2022. So that's reason number one. That's like sort of the easier answer. And then the second one, I mean, is also not complicated. It's a, it's a simple answer. And that is that our maintenance is not in a good place. So our maintenance could be actually our true maintenance where we should be for health and for good biofeedback is higher than where we've been eating for a, a long time. And this is the person that's been dieting on and off for a really long time, chronically under eats. Um, whether it's intentional or not, your body doesn't really know the difference. But let's just say we're averaging 1300, 1400 calories. We know for the majority of some most human adults that 13 to 1400 calories is not going to cut it. That is super, 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 super low. Um, not sustainable, not where we want to be, not where our body is thriving for anybody who's active whatsoever and or just, again, an adult, we're not going to be doing so good on, on such little calories. And so for those people, they're maybe working to up their maintenance and increase their maintenance. Maybe we're doing a reverse diet. Maybe we're say, fuck it. I don't want to reverse. I literally need to eat more. I'm, I feel like shit. I don't care about like putting on a little extra body fat. I want to eat. I want to eat what I'm supposed to be eating, right? And so those people, maybe they're jumping from their normal 13, 1400 calories. Maybe they're jumping pretty quickly up to, you know, 18, 1900 because they're they're done with under eating. They're done with it. The people that are in that sort of phase of of chronic dieting or chronically under eating, whether intentional or not, it's very possible to see the scale go up when we're sort of reverse dieting and, or finding our new, our new maintenance, right. Or trying to increase our maintenance. And when I say reverse dieting for those that are unfamiliar, that's just a, that's a, it's a tool really that came from the bodybuilding world of when we get to a low, low calories in our, in our cut or in our diet phase, we're slowly upping our calories. So we're reversing, um, our calories back up out of that low deficit slowly increasing calories every couple of weeks to get to our new, to get to our new maintenance. 
that's reverse dieting. And so we can gain weight in that phase. We can gain weight in that phase. Um, there's, it can go any, it can go in so many directions when we're doing a reverse or when we're um, slowly increasing our calories. We sometimes can see people continue to lose weight because that means they are likely in a deficit still, right? Um, we can see weight stay the same because maybe they're doing it. Uh, maybe their body is responding pretty well to a reverse and they're doing it slowly and steadily and they're super adherent and they're a good client. And, um, you know, that's totally something that's plausible. And then the other, the other, I would say more than a third, I'd say half the people, the scale's going to bump up a little bit when we start to increase our calories. And here's why one, we're eating more food. So just a reminder that the scale, the, the weight on the scale is more than your body fat. I think people look at the scale and they like immediately just associate scale weight with like body fat weight. Or I mean, we are bones, we are organs, we are water, we are um, muscle tissue. We have waste, AKA poop in our gut. We have food in our body, right? And all of these things make up this, what shows up on the scale. And so when we eat more food, we're going to have more food in our system generally speaking, as a result of more food, specifically carbohydrate, when we eat more carbohydrate, we're going to retain a little bit more water. Carbohydrate means that our, those carbs are going to attach some water molecules to them, which is very, very normal and just a part of the process of eating a little bit more. Um, and so that's the biggest reason where we see that scale uptick a little bit. We might see that little initial one, two, three, four pounds of um, maybe relatively quickly body weight increase when we're coming out of a, a cut or a diet or a long history of, of under eating. Right. And so we see, we can see the scale go up in that way. Um, and then the other, the other part of that is that we are maybe potentially actually gaining some weight. And this is where people can get really, really frustrated. And I totally understand it. And I get it. Let me tell you as a coach, there is nothing worse than getting a client, a new client, they are 20, 30, 40, 50 plus pounds overweight and they want to lose body fat and you start them on maintenance and maybe they're starting reversing because maybe they've been under eating for a really long time. And this person that wants to lose 40 or 50 pounds is now gaining more weight and they're super frustrated with the process because they're like, what the fuck? I wanted to lose some body fat. Why on earth does it make any sense to be putting more weight on my body in order to do this. And I'm here to say that this process is not easy and I understand the frustration and I understand the cycle of wanting to keep going instead in the other direction of chronically dieting on a thousand or 1100 calorie diets. But these people that have been doing that for so long can only sustain that for so long. And so after four or six weeks of dieting on super, super low calories and you lose your five to six pounds and get nowhere after that because it's unsustainable and you burn out and there's nowhere else to go, you gain and lose the same five to 10 pounds over and over and over again, hence the yo-yo dieting. And so what we are doing when we are actually eating at maintenance and working towards increasing our maintenance, the reason that sometimes we need to put on some weight in order to achieve that 
is because the the body is super smart and your metabolism is certainly not broken. In fact, it works really, really well. And it is now adjusted to a new low because you have been dieting for so long and eating 11 and 1200 calorie diets for so long that that's what it's used to. So when you start to eat just a little bit over that and you're eating 14, 15, 1600 calories, your body's like, whoa, I'm going to hold on to some of this because I'm not so sure we're going to get fed again, like coming up. I don't trust you. I don't, I don't trust that I'm going to get some food and nutrition. So I'm a, I'm a hold on to that. And so it can be scary at first, but I'm here to tell you that it is a hundred percent worth it. And it is a hundred percent way more sustainable to get that metabolism back up into where it's used to eating and consuming an adequate amount of calories of where your maintenance, not incredibly long, but it's an important one to important topic to talk about an important thing to discuss because I see it a lot. And I think we need to change the narrative that first of all, putting on weight of any kind is not necessarily a bad thing. This is something that has gotten so much negative connotation over the years of like, oh my gosh, the scale going up. Um, when we're so obsessed with that, despite everything else getting better, like sleep and sex drive and hormone health and a regular period or a period that has no symptoms that doesn't throw you on your ass for five days, um, appropriate hunger levels, your hunger actually coming back and actually experiencing hunger for the first time in fucking forever. Um, again, energy in the gym. Oh, I'm eating enough to actually fuel my workouts. So my workouts are actually, I'm actually getting a benefit from my workouts and not just using them to destroy my body or think in my head that I'm actually like burning extra calories or trying to burn food off that I ate for the day. No, you're actually putting on the muscle mass that you wanted to put on and getting stronger and getting your weights up in the gym because you're eating enough and fueling your body and giving it what it needs. But we ignore all that good stuff because we're so scale obsessed in this society. And while it is a very important and can be a fantastic metric to measure against um, a lot of things when it comes to nutrition, be it wanting to put on mass, lose mass, whatever, um, we need to really redirect the narrative about the scale and, and know that despite it going up, there could be also so many other things going up in a positive direction, like energy, like gut health, like good things in life. And so that's my little chat on maintenance and why we can potentially be seeing an increase in maintenance. Would love to hear from y'all. I'm going to wrap it up and yeah, we'll talk soon.